Welcome back to another episode of the Walker Lads. I'm Ryan. And I'm Markello. <clears throat> and for today, it'll be just the two of us, but we're going over something super, super exciting. Um, fantasy football season is basically just around the corner at this point. Uh, we're in mid-July, so training camps starting up in, I think, two and a half weeks. And then, as we know, uh, fantasy football season is literally right before the NFL season, so we got preseason coming up, and that's why we're going to do these rankings because, you know, all the, all the offseason moves have primarily already happened, so we kind of already have an idea of these teams. And uh, as we don't know each other's rankings, but I think some of the rankings this year are pretty pretty difficult because, um, like, you know, it, it's hard to – at this time of the year, you can almost talk yourself into anybody in like the top 15, for, or at least most quarterbacks or, or tight ends, which we're going to be doing today. Um, it's just about like almost like I don't want to say guessing the last couple, but almost I almost try to see like who's going to be on offense more, uh, what like what weapons do I like better. So that's how I did it. I'm pr- I'm just letting you guys know I'm probably going to have like two or three that are like probably not in the top 15s for most people. Or at least, at least one of them, I think. But uh, that's what makes it fun. We'll see. So what do you want to start with, Markello? Quarterbacks or uh, tight ends? Oh, man. Tight ends are so boring. Let's go start with the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks? Okay. <coughs> uh, so we'll do, we'll do the opposite here. We'll actually start from one down. I was telling Markello this before the show. I feel like this is different than, like, power rankings, where everyone kind of knows the consensus, number one and two. Um, so... I think fantasy football reasons people care more about like value and sleepers than because uh, anyone can draft from the draft board. It's just like finding, you know, the draft steals and the best value. Uh, so number one, it might be different for you, but we'll have the same, like, I think top two or three, just maybe in different order. Uh, I have Mahomes. Yeah, me as well. He actually It's just like he averaged the most per game last year, but I think he missed the game. So he came like third or fourth. So last year's um, quarterback was like actually re- pretty good, like very top heavy last year in just Spanish football overall. Um, Josh Allen, who's that's my number two. Um, that's my number two as well. He finished number one overall. Um, we don't really have to get into much of him, but just like the rushing upside is like that's what could make him number one. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like Mahomes is going to throw like you know forty plus touchdowns as he, as he as he does. But if Allen finishes number one again, I think it'll just be because of like 700, 600 rushing yards and like seven, eight rushing touchdowns. <laughs> so if you did take Allen over Mahomes, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't hate it. Like it's pretty close for me for fantasy football reasons. That's but, what it is. I, I think actually Mahomes probably might have one of his best years of his career this year. Like looking based off the offensive line that they put together for him, dude is going to have the craziest amount of time to throw that ball, find his target. It's, going to be a very fun year if you pick him up in fantasy look for a lot of 30 to 40 point games from him depending on whatever format you're running yeah my only thing like obviously i have number one so it's not a concern i just like because of the offense line i feel like they might run the ball a little bit more than they have in the past but like for mahomes he's going to average at least 20 points per game with like some really high-end games of course so um just a very safe for like every every week you have kelsey and, and uh hill at the very minimum and then they're talking about mccall hardman Maybe lighting it up, we'll see. Like we hear, we've been hearing about him for a while, but with Andy Reid and the Chiefs, it really doesn't matter. Like Mahomes will find literally who's ever open. Exactly. And then, you know, rolling into number two, we said we both have Josh Allen. Like you said, his rushing outside, the guy's probably going to be the leading rusher for his team every game yeah. at the end of the day. Because unless Zach Moss somehow takes, you know, the biggest step of his life and takes something away from that, but even, you know, combining that with his throwing ability, 
you can't go wrong, even if you wanted to convince me that Josh Allen is going to be your number one guy over Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, so number three is another guy that I have with like higher. <laughs> Obviously, I took I put Kyler Murray here. Um, mm. I think he finished fourth or third last year, so I just put him at third three again. Um, it's kind of the same. Like they added Ronda Moore, AJ Green, but for most of the part, it's probably going to be Hopkins, as we know. Um, Christian Kirk's obviously a deep threat. Like Arizona's not perfect, but you know I don't think they did. They added Rodney Hudson just for fantasy reasons. I feel like they have enough. The only thing is like they play in a very tough division, but at the end of the day, like play good players and you know are going to show out. And Kyler Murray probably outside of Lamar Jackson is going to have the most rushing yards for any quarterback. And uh, you know just between Hopkins and even if like Ronda Moore can contribute a little bit in the slot or just as a gadget guy, I feel like it, it can make a difference. And um, I don't know. I feel like safe with Kyler. The only thing is, like, I know he kind of like I don't want to say died down toward the end of last year. I feel like that was more due to like injury. But that's my only uh, concern. If, but you can say that for basically any player if they get injured. My number three is going to be Lamar Jackson. Okay. I think. Look, I, I like the Kyler pick. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Definitely a safe pick there. But I don't know. I think Lamar might take the next step this year. He got he gets his target in Sharp Bateman. It's a big you know red zone target. He has, you know, his safety blanket and Mark Andrews still there. Hopefully, J.K. Dobbins takes on a bigger role in the running game and passing game. And I don't know, I just, just some about Lamar, dude, the, the amount of running, like the, the rushing stats he puts up every game, even if he's having a bad throwing game, he'll still have like a 20-point game just from carrying the ball, running in a, like running in a touchdown. Yeah, so, I'm not, I don't have Lamar for another couple spots, so I'll talk about him when he comes up. But I'm glad that we're already – different like have a different list at three um but Lamar I mean I get it you know like two years ago he won MVP right so and the rushing upside is great funny enough I was talking about rushing upside I, I picked Kyler Murray but that was mostly because of Kyler's arm nothing Lamar doesn't I just feel like even I feel like Arizona has more weapons but then, sure. again, then again Baltimore um sometimes <laughs> you know I feel like Baltimore's offense line might be better so that's really a gut feeling um but you could be right I, I still have Lamar in my top I have him at so I'll just I'll spoil it I guess I'll wait I'll wait because it's not it's not the next pick. Um, my next pick's probably going to be on these next two picks are probably they're probably in your top ten but maybe not as high. Um, four I have Dak Prescott. I actually have that Prescott at five. At four I have Kyler Murray. So I feel like this is a little bit high based on like the list I was uh, just reading a few just before I made my list. And uh, I know it was only a five game sample last year, but Dak Prescott was the number one quarterback for those five weeks. Um, it's not really a shocker, you know, he has to play hero ball a lot. Um, it just, you know, Dallas's defense is better now, but it's still going to be probably bottom 10, bottom, at least probably not average. They hope that they hope it gets to average or a little bit below average, but right now it's probably in the bottom 10. Um, they play in a tough division, of course, for defenses, at least, uh, yeah, honestly, all, all two of them. And I think the Eagles are a little bit underrated on defense. They're not great, but. Just Dallas's weapons for me are probably the best wide receiver trio in the league. And then that's not even including like Dalton Schultz, who had a good connection with uh, Dak before Dak got injured. And even um, Blake Jarwin, I know people hype him up every year just for, I wouldn't draft him in fantasy and I'm not going down that road, but just mentioning him as like a fourth or fifth option is not bad for Dak Prescott. So just between Lamb and Mari Cooper and Gallup, Gallup's a player mm -hmm. I think will actually bounce back this year too. I just think it was kind of not having Dak last year. So uh, and Dak offers rushing upside, not not to the ability of Lamar, Josh Allen, or even Kyler Murray, but Dak's going to probably rush in for five or six touchdowns, 
but I mean, that, that still points his points and he'll, Dak will throw, I think at least four, uh, close, if not 40 touchdowns, like right on the, like right there. So I'm pretty confident the passing yards for Dak might be actually, he might lead the league in passing yards. Yeah. You basically hit her on the nail. That team is just always, I feel like always going to be playing from behind. So he's going to have, if you can somehow snag a Dak Prescott, CD lamb combo, or like a Dak Prescott, like Michael Gallup combo, you're going to be a very happy person in fantasy. Yeah. This might be one of those like good stack options that you feel good about every week. Okay. And you have Dak at five, right? So yeah. Coming in my number six, though, I don't know if you have this guy as high as I do. So I took in, I was going to put Aaron Rodgers here, but I took into the count and I was like, what if the guy does not play? So I don't have him. I have him right after this, but before him, I had to put Justin Herbert. So I have Herbert at five. <clears throat> so well, dude, I think, I think he's going to take a big leap this year as well. Look, they, they didn't add him, you know, many weapons, whatever, but they did fix up his offensive line. So the guy was, you know, broke a, a touchdown record, rookie touchdown record last year with a shambles offensive line. Imagine what the help that he got this year. Yeah. I, I like what's going to be happening. He kept Keenan Allen. They kept Mike Williams over there. So, you know, they have Austin Eckler in the backfield. It could, could look good for Justin Herbert this year. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I see a lot of rankings have him closer to like 10 than here. Um, yeah, I just feel like he – I think he finished seventh or eighth last year as a rookie, and he played in only 15 games last year. Uh, still an incredible, obviously, rookie year. Like you said, you basically like hit it on the head. It's just like he's very good. The offensive line got much better. And um, – like, I also feel like, you know, against the Chiefs, like, he'll actually have to have a shootout, you know, and, and I think the Chargers are going to be a good team, so maybe the pressure comes off him a little bit with Eckler back, but um, just on a week-to-week basis, Herbert last year, I think almost averaged, it was like 19 points per game or 20, and just and some really high-end weeks, so I feel like Herbert definitely is like a quarterback one that you can feel good with every almost every week. No doubt. Six, I have Rodgers. I think you have him there too, right, or at seven? I have him at seven, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know where to put him because it's still not concrete. He's coming back. I seen Schefter's. He went on a uh, PFF show yesterday with uh, Collinsworth, and uh, it's it's not even about money at this point with Rodgers. Like Schefter is basically hinting at like he doesn't want to play in Green Bay. So like I don't know where like dude. I think it's pretty obvious that I mean at this like he skipped the the mandatory mini camp. He hasn't shown up to any like workouts. Yeah, and but he didn't opt out though to the season, so I'm wondering. No, yeah, he, he had the he had the golden ticket sitting right in front of him, but I think he wants to play. But it just they're probably not going to trade him. Yeah, so I mean, at this point, even though I have him ranked six, if we did a fantasy draft today, I wouldn't be able to take him to like at least quarterback ten, like later on, because some of these other quarterbacks I just I know are going to play. That's the thing. That's even a gamble though. That's even like a gamble wasting. I, I mean, look, if you want to waste like a late round pick on Aaron Rodgers, maybe like an 11th or a 12th round, go for it just for like the bet that, Hey, maybe he'll play. But, yeah. For right now. I mean, it's July 14th. So like right now you shouldn't be taking Rodgers. Um, if you did, I mean, not, you shouldn't have a draft necessarily, but if you did for whatever reason, don't take Rodgers as like the sixth or seventh uh, quarterback, even though he's amazing. It's just at this point, you don't know if the guy's playing, but assuming, you know, in a month and a basically in a month's time uh, that he comes back and it, you know, they, they figure it out at least for one more year. Rodgers should be in the top 10 for sure, closer to five than 10, because last year the guy won MVP. I think he finished second in fantasy, second or third. So unbelievable year. Um, we know the talent. It's just like for right now, I have to drop him a few spots. No doubt for sure. And then who you have at number seven? So seven, someone you put, put already. I have Lamar here. So really, really you can put Lamar at six if you wanted to because of the whole Rodgers situation for me. 
But for, for this list, I just put him at seven. Um, so, yeah, last year I think he finished his quarterback 10, so it was kind of a down year after the year he, you know, I think he the one the, the year he won MVP, I think he was he almost like single-handedly won people leagues just by his rushing and just dominant, dominant year. Uh, I think he gets closer, closer back to that than, than last year. Not that last year was bad. It just compared to an MVP year, you know, the, the standard dropped a little bit. Um, I, I do like, like, like the weapons you mentioned, like Bateman there's, it's such an upgrade. Mark Andrews hopefully gets back to the 2019 Mark Andrews, which, which I think he will. Um, it just, for me, it's, it's a lot to ask the rookies to contribute right away. Uh, and, and I know they're hyping up Sammy Watkins, but I just can't trust that guy to stay healthy for 17 games. Like he'll have, yeah. I think a few big weeks. It just, can I count on that week to week? The answer is probably no. Um, so that's why I have him here. He can obviously finish in the top five for sure. It's just like, uh, and, you know, I'd be happy to get him as a quarterback one. It just, I wouldn't be as confident as I am with him than the few other guys I mentioned before him. Nah, yeah. I could respect that for sure. Yeah. I could definitely respect that. Okay. Right. We have an eight. Dude, my number eight, and I really wanted to put this guy higher, but he drops off in the second half of the year because his coach does not let him throw the ball. Russell Wilson, dude. Okay. It's I don't know what it is. He has he flashes in the first half of the season. Pete Carroll lets him let it, that shit fly, bro. DK Metcalf is eating. Tyler Lockett is eating. The offense as a whole is doing well. And then the second half of the season, he's like, all right, Russ, forget about that, you know, long ball stuff. We're going to run it three downs out of the four, and then we're just going to try and, you know, make that work. So, again, when Russell Wilson's throwing the ball, it's great. You're going to have, you know, 20-point, 30-point games out of him. When Pete Carroll decides it's time to pound the rock, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, great, he's still in my number eight spot. It's not, like, low. It's not my top ten. But for Russell Wilson, it feels weird putting him uh, down in this range. I have him also in this range. I actually have him at 10. And and um, see, the thing is, though, for me, like, the, the difference between 10 and 8 is probably, like, 10 points. It's not, like, a wide margin. So, like, this is a different tier for me. Um it just, I feel like the, the Seahawks will actually run the ball more this year. I know they always talk about it, but like they fired Schottemeyer, they're all, they're all offense coordinator. They hired like a, a Rams assistant, which I feel like they're going to really, really just like stress the run. And it's not, it's not that Russell's going to have a bad year. He's still going to have a very good year. I just don't see where he can finish in the top five. Like he usually does. And he's like eight to 10 is still a good range. Like I, I, I'd feel confident and good with Russell Wilson. I just wouldn't feel like he's elite in fantasy uh, reasons just as he's been in the past. And it's really because I, I think he might be in a better situation for the like for the offense just as a whole instead of just putting it all in his shoulders. Like Matt, you still have Matt Cavie, you still have Lockett, so there's, there's going to be some big big weeks, no doubt. Um, but I just feel like they're going to run the ball a little bit more this year. I know they run it a lot usually, but I just feel like pretty confident they're going to. It might be like I, I know the league average. I don't know the exact stats, but I know obviously it's a passing league now, so most teams are doing like 70 percent. I feel like the Seahawks could be like 55-45 between pass and run. So that's my only like thing. I had Russell Wilson at 10, like I said. That's my only thing holding him back from like the top five. Yeah, no, that's what it is. And then, all right, who do you have in nine? Uh, so for me, eight, I actually have Tom Brady. Um, mm, he's yeah. number nine. Okay. Yes, I didn't know uh, where people were going to have Brady. It just like after last year, I feel like another year in the system, right? Another like this year, actually getting Antonio Brown involved more than he did last year. Um, I feel like even Mike Evans had a down year last year. I, I know he caught a bunch of touchdowns, but I feel like for yards and just like at a game to game basis, it just didn't look very pretty for Tampa's offense like early in the season. 
it just kind of looked like they were all kind of like trying to get it together. And then by the playoffs, we kind of seen, um, yeah, by the playoffs, honestly, the offense really took the next step in all the games. And um, I feel like they're just going to build on that just with more chemistry. And I feel like there's a very good chance Tom Brady, not that he has anything to prove, but I feel like he's going to throw like 40 plus touchdowns. It's the only thing that's holding me back from putting him higher is like a lot of these people offer me rushing Brady at the very most is going to get you like a one yard touchdown, a sneak, but that, that, you know, that's why I have to put him down here, but I, I feel pretty good about him. At least I think he's going to throw 40 plus touchdowns at the yeah, very, he's, 30 he's gonna, so he's going to be able to compensate for the not no rushing with like the passing stats, especially in that offense that, you know, like that wide receiver room in general is, yeah. even if you swap out Antonio Brown for your slot guy, you put in the Scotty Miller, or, you know, anyone else, they're going to fill his role. Yeah. So their schedule, but honestly, the division kind of got worse, at least for, for most of the teams. So I feel like playing against Atlanta twice is great for your stats. Even Carolina, who are an up and coming team, like they're just not on Tampa Bay's level. And the Saints, I know, swept the Bucks last year, but, and they could again. I think they'll maybe split, but at the same time, the Saints did get worse, no matter how you Yeah, for it. sure. They just Dude, lost. We're, we're so. just forgetting. Tom Brady's also a savage, man. He's like 40 something years old and he's still playing at like peak level. So, yeah. So, yeah, you, good. I'm glad we had that. So, another, a guy I have at nine is maybe higher than where – I don't know where you, you're going to have him, but um, I'm a little bit higher on consensus. I actually have Tannehill here. Dude, I have him at number 10. Okay. <laughs> so, so our lists are pretty close. Like, we're just, like, one or two off from each other. Yeah, which is kind of always how we do it. But just like, to let everyone know, we actually don't talk about it before the show. So, it's cool, like, to see Tannehill, someone who finished his quarterback seven or eight last year. Um, I feel like he's like the most like underappreciated fantasy quarterback just from a week to week basis, even like the last, since he's joined Tennessee, honestly, like it, it feels like I can trust, like he's not going to be like Mahomes level, but as a quarterback one, Tannehill, especially if you play two quarterback leagues, like Tannehill is really, really like consistent. And with AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and even Tannehill, he actually runs it, not like a ton, like a ton, but like he actually does offer you rushing and he, like, he gets in a couple times a year for rushing touchdowns. So um, just someone I trust a lot, and it's the addition of Julio Jones. I just like, I feel pretty good about Tannehill this year as like a low end, really, really consistent uh, QB1 for fantasy if you can't get any of the top ones for, for whatever reason. And I think a lot of people were more so put off from the fact that Derrick Henry was getting fed the ball mostly. Now that, you know, Julio comes in, the passing game becomes that much more of a factor. So, you know, look for AJ Brown to have big games now on top of the big games he's already been having, and look for Julio to just, you know, soak up a lot of red zone targets. So Ryan Tano could even move up to like six or seven. If you wanted to convince me, he could have a crazy, crazy good year. Yeah, I actually agree. That's a great point. Like Derek Henry was getting games where he's getting like 35 carries. There's honestly no need for that this year. Maybe like in December, if they want to like um, do that, but for most of the year, Derek Henry should be almost like not limited for, for touch, but really 15, 20 carries because this offense with even with Henry, just in the backfield as Defenses are going to be scared. I don't know how you're going to guard Julio and AJ Brown. It's just not many teams are going to be able to do that. So, what well, what Tennessee does? They just got like the biggest bodies they could find at every position. Is what I've noticed, dude. It's like everyone is huge. They got freaks, like literally freak athletes. It's crazy. Um, so that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. So ten, I already have mentioned him. You have met eight. Mine's Russell Wilson. Um, so I don't think I don't think there's much of a difference for for me between like I said eight and ten. I feel like ten hill all all out of for me, out of Brady, Tannehill, and Wilson, I feel like Tannehill kind of offers me, um, I want to say the highest ceiling, but maybe maybe the lowest floor at the same time. But I feel pretty good about all three of these. No, so, that's pretty sure. 10. 
My 10 is Tannehill. Okay. Oh, you mentioned it. All right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little ahead of you on my list, but yeah. Well, yeah. I have him at nine. So, oh, no. Mm. no. Yeah. We're actually at the same point. Um, so, our my number 11, I have Matthew Stafford. It's my math notes. So my number 11 okay. as well. This is the first only match, right? Besides Mahomes and Allen. Mm-hmm. So, Dude, yeah. I think he's going to have a crazy year. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I almost, I really considered putting him in my top 10. Me too, but I was like, all right, let, let me see if he can produce, which he will produce. Like, yeah. going from what he had last year, like an injured Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Yeah. Especially with Sean McVay now, which is like, you know, offensive minded dude, that he's going to have a great, great season. Yeah. Might, maybe even be an MVP contention. Who knows? This is the one player who's not in like our top 10 that could easily be in the top 10. Um, I just kind of wanted to wait and see. Not that I need to with Stafford. Like, I trust him. It's just some of these other quarterbacks probably, like, does, like and there's going to be injuries too, of course. So we'll see that. That could factor into any of the rankings. But assuming everyone's playing 17 games, some of these other quarterbacks are, like, I don't even want to say in a better situation. It just, I, I guess we've seen it more. Not that we haven't seen it from Stafford. I just feel like since playing in Detroit, it's kind of gone underappreciated, even in fantasy circles. Like, I've always liked Stafford every year. Um, but yeah, like you said, this could be like he, he's obviously a dark horse for MVP. I don't know the odds, but uh, he's definitely not number one or two in the odds. So, um, yeah, Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup, even guys like Van Jefferson, they've taken over the years. Like they all have a chance. Deshaun Jackson, if you can stay healthy, like this is going to be hopefully a fun, explosive offense. We've seen what it did for golf. You know, Stafford can take that to another level. Exactly. Uh, if, if this offense made golf look like a viable option, imagine what it's going to do for Matthew Stafford. Yeah, and golf, um, just for fantasy reasons in the past, has done he's, – he's actually had some pretty good years. Like, not top five years, but he's finished in the top ten. Um, he's been some, some people's quarterback one, you know, the last couple of years. That's a little bit risky. But I know, like, two or three years ago, he had – like, he did have one big – one gigantic year where they, I think they, where they won the Super Bowl – or they won, when they made the Super Bowl. Um, so, Stafford can obviously take that to another level. And uh, I feel good about him as quarterback one, too. Like, it, it's funny because, like, we mentioned 11 quarterbacks, and, I, and most people play, like, 12-man leagues. So I feel like there are, there are a ton of good options this year. It's just about, like, mm-hmm. who's going to stay healthy and, like, who's going to actually step up. But Stafford definitely one I could see, like, like we said, finishing higher than 11. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right. For number 12, I kind of went a little – I don't know if you're going to agree with me on this. I'm a little off the wall. Okay. This, I, I took into account that his team is going to be bad. And he, they're going to be playing. There's kind of like a situation like the Cowboys where they're going to be playing from behind. He doesn't have the talent that the Cowboys has. But I got Joe Burrow here. I have my 13, so one below you. All right, so, yeah, we're close. We're close. I, I, I almost wanted to switch him with Baker Mayfield, but the whole thing for Baker Mayfield that puts me off from is, like, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter are going to eat yep. every single game. Like, they're going to have 20 carries each. So, kind of hinders Baker. So, that's why I kind of put Joe Burrow above him. Always going to be playing from behind. I think Tyler Boyd should, you know, soak up a lot of targets now, like what AJ Green's not there. So could could be a good year for Joe Burrow. And I think we got a small sample size out of him too with the whole injury situation. And now, like, he's looking – I don't know if you've seen some of his, like, videos. He looks pretty – I think he's looked good to go now. So I can imagine what he's going to look like in, you know, two months when the season starts. Yeah. Um, so I'm at 13, so literally right, just one below you. Um, I had to put in my top 15 because they're going to be trailing, and I actually like Joe Burrow. It's not even, it's not even just because they're trailing because there's there's a lot of people you can put for that stat. Um, but he has a good offense, weapons. Like, it's not going to be perfect this year. Like, I don't like Zach Taylor. That's what kind of, like, holds me down from, like, you know, um, putting him a little bit higher. 
So like, I feel like he's on the hot seat, but between like Jamar Chase, T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, it's like, those are really, really viable weapons. And we've seen what he did last year with Higgins. So he has a connection with him. And um, Chase is like someone he threw like 21 touchdowns to in college. So th there's a connection there. And like you said, before he got hurt, he was averaging like almost 18 points per game as a rookie, which I know like compared to Herbert wasn't like, it kind of went almost under the radar. Like that Burrow was like even good last year because of like how good Herbert was playing. So yeah, Burrow's someone I feel really good about. I just want to see him get back on the field first. And I hope he actually plays 17 games, but um just, I feel pretty good about him too is like uh because he's not gonna be taking the first like five or six rounds like he's like not a, yet. no no he's shot a, he's someone really a plus like probably nine or ten but someone I, I you feel really good about like for value wise if you want to wait on the quarterbacks I feel like Barrow's a good option if you're gonna wait um so my number 12 I actually have Kirk Cousins here and um it's not, it's, I didn't really, I didn't want to put him on my list for the top 15, but if you just go through like through the years, he's pretty consistently here. Um, and the Vikings have great weapons. Like I know Dalvin Cook's there, but at the same time, we've seen what uh, Justin Jefferson did last year, you know, Thielen, it just, that those are two of the best duos for receivers. After that, it's a little bit like, you know, what's going to happen at slot. Is it Chad BB or I think when they drafted uh, Smith Marset. So we'll see like what happens there, but just between the threat of like, they kind of remind me of Tennessee. Like they have like those, like that big three. And that's more than enough to be in the top 15 for quarterbacks. Like Kirk is, I think Kirk is what, like what he is at this point. Like he's not going to be a star, but he does have some really big weeks for fantasy. Like three or four weeks of the year, he just like sh uh, shows up big. And then he'll have like one or two, maybe three really disappointing games where it's like not, you know, not really up to your standards. But for the most part of the season, he'll probably average like 16 plus points. And uh, not that that's amazing, but I feel like that's just consistent. And depending on how you draft it, like Kirk Cousins isn't the worst option. And he, he usually does finish in the top 15. So I just put him at 12. I had him at 14, so we're not too, too far off from each other. Yeah, I feel but, like you had to put him in the top 15 at least somewhere. Yeah, it's, the, the numbers just don't lie at the end of the day, like for fantasy. So you can't ignore it. But yeah, as I was saying, my 13, though, Baker Mayfield. Okay. I, I know it's... Probably might be a little low for Baker. Some people might want to move him up a few spots just because, you know, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. But I just I can't do that with just Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They're, <clears throat> they're going to get 15-20 a game each. It's like that's just opportunities just getting taken right out of Baker Mayfield's hand right then and there. Points coming right off the board. And I think Cleveland's, you know, defense is pretty good, so they're not going to be trailing in most games. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't even have Baker in my top 15. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, it's really for the reasons you mentioned. It's not that I don't like him. I feel like I could be, if we made a list of quarterbacks, like we already did, Baker wasn't in our top 15. But this is fantasy. So based on, like, just the Brown situation in general, they're going to run the ball a lot. That's just their identity. Um, and Baker last year, for the most part, was averaging, like, 13 or 14 points per game. So he wasn't really on many, like, starting rosters last year for fantasy. And, um, like, he had a big couple big games, of course. Like, I, I remember the Bengals game. Um, I think the Steelers game in the playoffs, but just, you know, for the most part, um, it just wasn't like a good year for fantasy for Baker. And um, that's okay. Like that, the Browns don't really care about that. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. Just for fantasy football reasons, I just couldn't put him in my top 15. And it's really because the run game and some of these other quarterbacks, like we mentioned, who like Burrow, I just feel like they're going to be just trailing in games. So the opportunity is going to be there. And that's why I just didn't have my like Baker. I feel like he's going to throw like 25, 26 touchdowns close to 30 it just won't be these other these other teams will have like 
um, either more passing yard, like passing yards, um, even rushing touchdowns for some of these quarterbacks will just will equate higher. I feel, I feel like Baker can finish like anywhere between like 15 to 20. But uh, for this list, I just didn't include him. That's, that's what really drags Baker down is the fact that he's not going to have the passing yards to compete. Yeah. So. Um, but Baker as like a quarterback too is fine if you wanted to take him as a backup. And then because he, he's going to have every quarterback usually – on a good team, we'll have a couple big weeks. It's just kind of tr- uh, hard to like count on Baker week to week when you have Nick Chubb running the ball down people's throats in that big offensive line. Uh, Even if you're in like a super flex league, you could take him as like your secondary guy. Yeah. And you feel decently well about him. So number 14, um, you said, you said you're 13, right? Uh, yeah, it was Baker. My 14 is Kirk Cousins. You said him before. Right. Uh, so mine's Jalen Hurts. Um, this is all about like, this is obviously is a really small sample size last year. Uh, I already heard like apparently the players are like uh, questioning Nick Serini. So like there's, I don't know why like, that, that concerned me a little bit where I was like some, but then again, like how could they really know him? Like training camp hasn't even happened for like a first time head coach. So I feel like th- those, those kind of concerns are, uh, they're just kind of like talk at this point. We'll see. Like that's, that's my approach to it. Like just wait and see. And um, Jalen Hurts offers you a ton of rushing upside. Like, like for 14, that's probably maybe low compared to his upside. Even fantasy last year for the games he played, he was very good. Like there was a couple big weeks, the Arizona week. Um, the Saints week wasn't spectacular, but um, he, did, he did rush for like 100 yards that game. Even the Dallas game they lost at the end of the season were like um, – it wasn't, it wasn't like pretty pretty, but he had some like high-end moments in that game too. And I feel like he's not like I know a lot of uh, people are hating on him. I'm not calling him a franchise quarterback or anything, but I feel like he deserves a shot. And the Eagles, they added. I, I love Devontae Smith this year, even as a, like a fantasy option. We'll probably mention him for receivers like, like later on. But just like I feel like he has enough to you know even in games he's trailing where like he's he's, he's going to cause defenses issues. Like they're going to be worried about him running. You got Dallas Goddard. You got Devontae Smith, and then. Last year, you had, like, like a bunch of guys every single week, whether it was, like, Travis Fulham, Greg Ward. Like, these aren't spectacular guys, but it's guys that he's played with for a couple of games. Like, at least he's not going in as a rookie. Like, he has some chemistry with some of these guys. So, I feel like between, like, all those factors, I feel like 14 is a, is a good spot for him. But I feel like out of these guys for the bottom five outside of Stafford, um, I feel like Hurts could, could and maybe will a couple of these weeks show up as, like, a top-ten quarterback fantasy. Uh, yeah, I had to mention him on my list as well. I put him at 15. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of people were a little too critical on him last year. Look, by no means are we trying to say that he looked great or he looked, you know, impressive. I think he was more or less, you know, a rookie. He was serviceable. He did what he had to do. He made his mistakes, you know. But he showed us that, you know, he could be in the big time. He could play. He knows how to run the ball. He's, you know, dual threat. But granted, I don't know. The whole thing is, look, I, I like that they had Devontae Smith. I like that they have Dallas Goddard. But even Travis Fulgham and Greg Ward, I don't think are going to be able to be consistent for you on a week-to-week basis. Yeah, like they're not fantasy options. But just for Hurts in general, like I, I just like the fact that he's not coming in with zero games played. Like That mattered to me. Um, so that would have been tough to rank him then because last year would have been a mess to try to. But I feel like the games he did come in, it was more than – obviously the rushing was like the big thing for fantasy. But – I think he showed out a little bit as a passer, which people didn't really expect for year one. Like he had the big week against Arizona, hit a couple high end throws, even when he came on when, when Wentz was benched against like the Packers. 
just like small stuff, but I feel like it almost translated week to week. Now there's some bad moments too, because Philly, like the, my only concern with Hertz is like, honestly, his fumbles. He does seem to fumble it a lot, but maybe that was just like bad luck or just like the Eagles kind of like maybe him trying to play a little bit too much hero ball. Cause like the offensive line's come back this year. I know that question's a left tackle, but that's another thing for me where like, I feel like the offense line is going to be like outside of left tackle, which is a question mark. If you just go like left guard or right tackle and even the depth I have, like it's, it's one of the best lines in the league. In the league. They just need to stay healthy though. Yeah. They just need to stay healthy. That's the thing. But I feel like even adding Dickerson is like your six offense lineman for right now. Like that's big for me. If one guy gets hurt in the interior, like you could slide him in. So yeah, that's why I have him here. I, I like the offensive line. The weapons are wait and see. Like Devontae Smith's only a rookie, mm-hmm. so you can we don't we. I'm expecting a very good year, but like it's it's probably a little bit too much to ask for a rookie. But just between the offensive line and even Goddard, and I, I will count Smith because I feel like he was like a special prospect. And even like someone we didn't mention, Rager, not for fantasy, but maybe as a, a primarily a deep threat. It can like you. You regret that pick, of course, that Justin Jefferson went the next year. Yeah. But, you know, you can try to salvage it and try to, like, make him a, a primarily deep threat. Hopefully it works. But I feel but like that's what he's – Yeah, he they're going to be trailing in games most likely, Philly. So, like, the opportunity is going to be there. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I feel like we're banking on a lot of guys, including, you know, Jalen Hurts himself, to take that step to produce. So that's why I, I have him at the end of my list. I think he could be, like, a sneaky, like, dark horse kind of guy. So 15 is, I bet, someone you're not going to have. I want to hear your 15 first. No, it was Jalen Hurts. Oh, well, okay. So it was uh, Kirk Cousins. All right, so that's your list of Hurts? Yeah, my whole list for QBs. All right, so 15 for me is actually Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can definitely convince me on that. I, like I said, I was, I was telling Ryan before this, but my, like, 13 through 15 were just so up in the air that I didn't know who to place there, but you can really convince me on anyone. So originally I had Matt Ryan here because, you know, he's been here before. He's actually, he's obviously been higher in the past. Um, and I almost put him here again because like, it's a safe pick. Like, you know, Matt Ryan probably will finish anywhere between 15 and 20. Like, he's definitely in this range. Like a lot of these factors we're mentioning in is like teams will be trailing. Atlanta will be for, for sure trailing, like, you know, in a lot of these games. And, you know, I, I do like him. It just like, and he very well could finish above Fitzpatrick. Maybe I'm a little bit crazy, but I just went on, like, I feel Fitzpatrick might have a year like he did with the Jets in 2015, where, like, they, where they won 10 games, and it's kind of exciting. And, you know, they got Terry McLaurin. He might, you know, have a huge year. You know, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, Antonio Gibson. I feel like there's a lot to work with. So I feel like Washington's going to be exciting. I feel like they're going to, obviously, they'll, they'll still run the ball like they do, but the opportunity is there for the passing game. Like, Fitzpatrick's a quarterback. Um, I can see like throwing 30 plus touchdowns, probably like, closer to 35, which is not like crazy compared to some of these quarterbacks throwing 40 nowadays, but, uh, putting Fitzpatrick here is kind of like a little bit ballsy, but I'm going to put him in. Yeah. Surprising. And, uh, I just like what they have Washington. That's more than it, like more than anything. And Fitzpatrick's a gunslinger. So he's going to have monster weeks, no matter what team he's on. But I feel like this, this particular team he might be able to, I don't want to say be consistent because we have him at 15 for a reason. Like this is almost halfway point, but I feel like he has, he does have some like decent, I feel like he's a solid four this year. Not that he hasn't had in, in, in previous years, but for the most part for the last couple of years, you're not drafting Fitzpatrick as a fantasy quarterback. He's probably a waiver wire addition for you in the, in the last couple of years. So I feel like this is a good chance for him. Um, some of the guys who just missed my list were Matt Ryan. Like I said, um, I even uh, had Derek Carr almost in this list. He's in that 15, 20 range. It just, 
I feel like I'm with him as well, but I swapped him out for Hurts like last yeah. second because he doesn't have that kind of upside card. Just like it's just like a I don't want a decent floor like because he he's he's kind of like Baker for me. We're like um, different circumstances, but Card really doesn't have a lot of big fantasy weeks. Maybe like one or one or two a year, and I just don't like what the Raiders are doing as a team. So I just didn't put him here. And some other guys who I just mentioned, I just put Ben somewhere in here. I was thinking of him, but Sealer, I feel like he might not, he's not even going to play the whole year, so I just couldn't put him in my list. And I actually put Jameis Winston as, like, a question mark. Almost snuck him in. I just didn't know what was going on with, like, Taysom Hill. That's what it is. We don't know what the, like, distribution of quarterback plays is going to be, so but, I wouldn't. Yeah, but Jameis is some guy you guys can watch out for. But, like, before the season gets started, just, you'll know the answer to this, like, who's starting. I think it's going to be Jameis, and Jameis is someone – no matter what happens with the interceptions, uh, we'll, we'll see. But I'm pretty sure you can't take a gunslinger. You can't take that away from him. So, um, yeah, it's a cool – I almost I, I almost considered putting Daniel Jones on for 15, too. I, I put him here as, like, the last option. I couldn't uh, do it, bro. Yeah, I just couldn't do it because, like, the turnovers. But, like, you could convince me where, like, he does throw. I don't know what his highest touchdown total is ever, but I feel like he might throw close to like, – I feel like 25, 24 touchdowns is reasonable. Bro, yeah, let's say if we can get him like 25 touchdowns with like the picks going down and the yeah. fumbles going down. So I was thinking, like, you, know, rushing, you know, rushing Kenny Galladay, like it's better. I just don't know if it's gonna be top 15. But he's someone I could you could convince me maybe as a low as a like a quarterback too. But I, I banked on Dan Jones last year to kind of step up because like we mentioned a lot of these teams like playing from behind. Clearly, Dan Jones was last year, but. Uh, we'll see. That's why I kind of just put Fitzpatrick there for 15. I just feel like I can trust Washington. So that's cool. We actually had pretty much uh, most, of the, most of the players. I think we had like 12 or 13 out of the 15, uh, at least in our list. Uh, let's go to tight end now. The tight end, pretty sure everyone's going to have Kelsey number one. Yeah, I was say, this is another one that's just like the yeah. quarterbacks where it's going to be a consensus uh, like number one. Um, this – you know, at, at this point, you shouldn't be really questioning it. Um, Kelsey's been like 1,200, 1,300 yards every year. And it's not, it doesn't look like it's slowing down, even though he is older. The only thing is, I guess, if you're not playing a standard or PPR, half PPR, um, if you're playing like Dynasty, maybe take Kyle Pitts one or two. That's the only thing if you're playing like a long term game. But for year to year basis, Kelsey should be your tight end one for this year. Um, number two, I have Darren Waller. I was going to put Darren Waller here, but I had to put George Kittle. I couldn't disrespect okay. the guy. No, yeah, I just put Waller here because I could trust him health-wise. That's why yeah. I, put, I have Kittle at three. Um, Waller, for me, he's proven it back-to-back years. Uh, he's actually, like, one of the only target for the Raiders, which Kittle is dealing with Iuic, Debo Samuel. So, um, And I don't know what's going on between Garoppolo or Trey Lance, so I just didn't know who's playing. I think it's going to be Garoppolo, but that's not, like, that's not for sure. Um, so, Waller, I just feel like he's going to get – ton of targets like he like he's been doing and um like everyone knows like he's the main guy and just teams have trouble stopping him because he's just like that freakish of an athlete of a player so i feel i actually feel really good about waller being tied into this year i haven't been my number three spot so i don't have much further down <clears throat> but yeah I, I understand the kittle thing where you know you're questioning his health for sure and then you know the whole thing is brendan iuic and then debo samuel also aren't going to stay healthy the whole season i feel like yeah, well, I would hope. Yeah, you hope so. But, <laughs> but you know, week to week, but yeah, that's what it is. You just can't rely on those kind of guys. So, so I think George Kittle is still going to put up his massive tight end numbers if he stays healthy. Granted, yeah. there's a good chance if all three stay healthy, they're probably going to put up a 
thousand plus yards. So you feel pretty good about this. Just I feel like out of the three, Kittle's the biggest question mark for injury. Yeah. Um, so four is probably where it starts to get a little bit interesting. I have TJ Hawkinson. Me as well. <clears throat> where do you have him? You have him there? Or not? I have him four. I have him four. All right, cool. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is a player where just like the Lions don't have much on offense. Um, and I feel like he actually did finish as a tight end for last year, I think, or five. So like he's kind of already here. And I know he doesn't have Stafford anymore, so maybe some people will be, like, a little bit hesitant. But I feel like between not having a lot of weapons, um, he's going to be forced-fed the ball. So, like, this is another tight end one that I feel pretty, pretty good about outside the top three guys where it's, like, I know he's going to get targets. You know, he's going to be the primarily guy probably in the red zone. So, like, like I feel like he has a high floor, too. Like, this is probably going to be – I can't see him unless for injury, of course. I feel like he's going to get 60-plus catches, too. So, like, I just feel pretty good about Hawkinson this year. No, nah, yeah, basically hit the nail on the head. The, the target's going to be there. It's just up to him to produce. Yeah, I think he will, too. Like, the Lions have, like, a good offense line at the very least. So, like, the, the time will be there, too. Or, and even if it's not, like, you can throw him a stream pass if he can break tackles. Like, Hawkinson's a good tight end prospect, and he, he's been – he was much better last year than he was rookie year. So, hopefully he's on that, you know, upward trajectory. Yes, uh, so, number five, I have Mark Andrews. Oh, man. All right. See, I was going to put Mark Andrews here as well, but I, the, just the upside of Kyle Pitts is, was too much for me to pass up on here. I feel that. Um, yeah, so I have Pitts at seven, and the only reason why I have him, like, this low is because rookie tight ends historically just aren't very good for whatever reason or take some time. I know Pitts is, like, a special special prospect. That's why I still have him in my top ten. I just feel like I can – and Pitts will get – he'll get targets because the Julio targets have to go somewhere. People are assuming it's going to go to Calvin Ridley. I don't think that's true. I think it's going to be split between Pitts and Russell Gage. Um, so, like, Pitts is going to get the weapon, the the targets, the opportunity. So, it all makes sense. I just feel like Mark Andrews has been good in the league since he's entered. I can just trust him. And last year was kind of a down year for him, and it wasn't even bad. It was just kind of, like, bad for his – or down for his standards. So, I feel like Mark Andrews is going to offer me, like, eight-plus touchdowns. So, I feel pretty good him, pretty good about him having – he might have less receptions than um, – Pits, but I feel like I just can I don't want to say trust I just kind of like almost like I don't want to say faith either just I feel like he's because he's shown it and like you know what you're getting with him basically yeah, I kind of know what I'm getting and Pitts yeah I know what I'm getting in the future I just don't know maybe for the first couple of weeks or maybe he turns it on at the end of the year I just don't know maybe at the beginning of the year what I'm getting with Pitts fair enough I mean look I, I just personally like Mark Andrews for me I had him last year in fantasy and I, I noticed that he's like super, super touchdown dependent. So if he's not scoring a touchdown every week, he's not going to have like the super flashiest of weeks, especially, you know, you're playing in a standard format that's not rewarding you like per point per reception. Yeah. So that's why I just had Kyle Pitts above here. Dude, Kyle Pitts is going to, like you said, see someone's got to get those Julio targets. And I think they're going to be, you know, trying to feed the guy, get him comfortable in the offense, just expose him, just get him out there. And he's a special kid, dude. Like, I know we've only seen what he's done in college, but just with his frame and the way he runs, like, yeah, it's going to translate very well into the league as well. So I have, I had to have him here in my top five. No, yeah, I almost put him here. I almost put him there. So I'm right there with you. Like he's a player. I feel really, really excited about getting, like I said, I'm just a little bit, I don't want to say skeptical, skeptical. Wow. That was a mispronunciation, but uh, I almost have to see it to believe it with some of these rookie tight ends because uh, he, but, but with all that being said, I feel like he is the best tight end prospect I've ever seen come out, at least since Vernon Davis. So, like, and we've had some decently high 
picks taken in the past. But Pitts is just like a special, special player, and he might even do it year one. Like, it would not surprise me if, if he finishes in the top five for, for fantasy. Um, so, yeah, so my, my number six, um, I have Dallas Goddard. And uh, this is all assuming, even without Hurts uh, being traded, but I feel like Zach Ertz won't be there by, by the season starts or at least by the deadline. And even so, like Goddard was getting all the, you know, all the targets, really all the he, – he, he's been tight end one – tight end number one down there, I think, for kind of like the last year. They kind of almost transitioned it. Obviously, Ertz still gets playing time, but Goddard just the better, more explosive player at this point. And um, in an offense that, you know, we're kind of looking for weapons, Goddard, someone I can actually depend on and trust every single week for Philadelphia. And uh, I feel like, you know, and obviously we mentioned some of these teams who were like, that's the thing. Like fantasy tight ends last year were a complete disaster. If you look at the rankings, even the points scored – like number four or five didn't even have, didn't even have a hundred points scored. Like that's crazy. Like last year was a crazy down year for tight ends and Goddard was like in that list because he got hurt and missed time. So like there's, there's other factors too, but Goddard um, with this kind of opportunity, you know, I'm pretty sure Ertz will be traded before hopefully the season starts. So I feel really good about having him close to well, number six. So really in my top 10, close to five than 10. Um. I don't have much further. I'm at seven, but yeah, number six, I had Mark Andrews. Like you were saying before that, you know what you're getting every week with him. He's been a more safety blanket at the end of the day. So not a bad option, but yeah, Dallas Goddard at seven. Like you said, he's definitely taken over tight end one. I think even more so for like the past two seasons, you've kind of seen them like really like phasing out. Yeah. Phasing out Zach Ertz because he's been injured um and just he hasn't really looked that explosive like Zach Ertz obviously doesn't break tackles at this point of his career and uh Philly last year was super dependent on like two tight end sets anyway um so Goddard's been on just he's been very 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 good just when he's healthy uh so number seven is the guy we already mentioned mine mine was Kyle Pitts um so number eight for me is like super dependent on if Aaron Rodgers plays uh I have Robert Tunyon here and um, Tunyon was someone that I don't like, like I said, this is like super, super dependent on Rogers plays because last year he wasn't targeted much. Like he was super efficient when he got targets. Like he had tons of, um, he had tons of like, I was reading a stat, like he was one of the top three or four tight ends in like separation, which is crazy. So like he is getting open, but for the most part, you know, the, the targets just weren't there. It's like maybe three or four targets per game. So he was like super dependent on the red zone for Tunyon. But like I said, I wouldn't I wouldn't have him in my top ten if Rodgers doesn't play. I'm just I'm I'm just gonna, gonna gamble right now that he, that Rodgers is gonna play. But this is the player in the top ten that I'm probably most like um, most concerned about. That's like where I just don't know because Tunyon obviously was like his first big year last year. But um, assuming Rodgers plays, I feel like you can kind of bank on him uh, not week to week, but almost like a high floor player with, with a ton of um, red zone opportunities and hopefully gets targeted a little bit more this year too. Cause like, I feel like he kind of earned that last year, like the, the trust and relationship with Aaron Rodgers. So. That, yeah. I, I like all the points you made, but that I had him a little bit lower on my list just cause I really don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. That's fair. So who do you have at uh, eight? At eight, I have no fan. I have him at nine. I almost put him at eight too. I don't know, man. I, I like what we saw from him last year for sure. I know the Q, you know, the QB a little questionable right now. We don't know if we're getting Drew Locke. We don't know if we're getting Teddy Bridgewater. But granted, other than whatever Tim Patrick and Corlin Sutton, 
he's the he's the guy. And we so and Corlin Sun's usually always injured too. So I don't even but you still got Judy down there too, which is oh dude, I completely forgot about Judy. Oh my god. Yeah, so Judy, that, that, that's why I had Fant a little bit lower because Fant is one of the like top five most gifted tight ends in the league. Like he actually is a freak. Um it's just between the quarterback situation and even Fant, he doesn't stay healthy. Um, like he misses games every year. But um Noah Fant is actually someone I really like this year too. I just I just hope that the Denver have consistent quarterback play, whether it's Bridgewater or whether it's Locke. It's just like he also does have to deal with the fact that Cortland Sutton will get targeted, Jerry Judy, even like KJ Hammer, who they took in round two. But I'm pretty sure Fant will be, at worst be the third option. Um, even if we do have him playing with Locke, though, he still, you know, put up the numbers yeah. with Locke last year. So and with, we know we're there's the games where, where Fant's the number one option or number two. Like he's, he's that good of a player where tight end or defenses are going to have trouble guarding him. Um, yeah, so I, I like Fan a lot this year. Just hopefully he stays healthy. All right, who you got for number nine? Uh, so nine was, nine was Fan for me. Who's your eight? Um, Tanyan. Tanyan, okay. There's vice versa for you or no? Nah, yeah. So I had Fan at eight, and then at nine I have Logan Thomas. Okay. Tanyan I have a ten. Okay. Um, so that's cool. I had Logan Thomas in my top 10, but I moved him down a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll mention him because he's a couple spots below here. So my number 10 is I put Adam Troutman here and maybe it's because we have Peter on the show usually. And maybe I follow a ton of saints fans. So I'm kind of buying into the propaganda <laughs> that he's gonna have a big year. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, this, this is all based on upside because last year, the opportunity, I can't feel like he flashed a little bit, but he just wasn't targeted much because Jared cook, but this is someone the Saints clearly believe in. You know, Jared Cook's no longer there. Emmanuel Sanders is gone. So, like, the, the targets are going to be there, right? We're hoping – I'm hoping Jameis starts too because if Jameis starts, then I'll feel really good about having Troutman here. Um, like, Troutman can very well step into being the number two targeted guy. Well, number three if you count Camara. But, like, you know, just out of the not non-running backs, it's, it's going to be Michael Thomas and then a bunch of, like, question marks in terms of, like, the target distribution. So, I feel like Troutman has a very good chance of getting a ton of targets. But it's something you want. And if James is the quarterback, I, I can guarantee you'll feel pretty good about having Troutman as a tight end. So this is all upside, but uh, this is why I'm, I'm, I'm down. I was skeptical to put him at 10, but I feel I'm like talking myself into it. So this is a player that I'm probably going to be higher on than most lists. And uh, I'm excited for to like just monitor, see how he does throughout the, throughout the season. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, look, my at 10, I have Robert Sonian, but yeah, at nine, I put Logan Thomas just because I think his quarterback situation got even better now that he has Ryan Fitzpatrick. So we saw him putting up the numbers last year from, I think it was like, was it like week seven, week eight, he broke out and yeah, the rest of the season was just, he was having the time of his life. So get him Ryan Fitzpatrick is definitely a big up, but yeah, the Tunyon thing I had, to, I know you had him up at what, eight? But like I said, it was all dependent on Rodgers. So right now, I wouldn't. That, take that's what it is. Yeah, my my whole thing was I, I know he's a great target. He was always, I, dude. I used to see him in the middle of the game, just waving his arms like I'm yeah. open, I'm open, open and I'm waiting for the ball. Yeah. So, granted, if Aaron Rodgers plays, I would slot him a little bit higher. But now I'm gonna have him just leave him at ten. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm hoping they use him a little bit more this year too, because like you said, he 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 seems to be out of all the tight ends, the guy who's like kind of wide open. Yeah, dude, I think everyone just, like, forgets about him. He's just sitting there, like, flailing his arms, like, yo, please. He just, like, sits in the zone. He's, like, waving to get the ball. Um, so, yeah, number 10 for me was Troutman. Number 11 for me, I have Mike Jacecki. 
Um, I, I don't know where he's on your list. Mike Zeki was someone that I really liked coming out and then had a disappointing rookie year. But ever since then, I feel like he's been on the up. And that's that's improving in his stats. Um, obviously, Fitzpatrick's not there, so the biggest question mark is Tua. But, you know, I just feel like I may, maybe between – maybe I'll just – maybe I'm saying this because, like, I feel like maybe Wolf Fuller – and Jalen Waddle, I like all those players, even Devontae Parker. But for most for most of those players, they miss time every single year. Um, so I feel like Jazeki's going to get opportunities. I feel like he had a couple a game or two that was good with Tua. I feel like I, if I remember correctly, he scored like two touchdowns against the Chiefs when Tua was quarterback. So, and he's someone who had like 600, 700 yards receiving last year. So uh, I feel like he can get in that same range again. And that's I think that should be more than good enough for tight end number 11. I don't have him too far down my list. I have him at 13, but for number 11, I have Tyler Higby. Okay. I think Higby, even, you know, even with conceding, you know, targets to Gerald Everett last year, he still had a decent year at tight end, putting up decent numbers. And now with Gerald Everett leaving, going to the Seahawks and upgrading the QB situation, I think it's only looking up for Tyler Higby. We could be seeing him like in the top, like maybe in the top 10 finishing this year. So I have Higby at 13. And it's really for the reasons you mentioned. Uh, so it's pretty close. It just uh, – and Stafford does like tight ends too. So that's like a factor. So like Stafford will definitely look for Higby. And there's, there's really no competition now at this point between Higby like in Everett. So he probably won't have to share the load, but he will have to at least distribute it with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, uh, whatever third receiver the Rams are going to use, and probably Cam Akers. So. But I uh, – I get, I get your gist, and like I agree. I think he's a top 15 tight end. And I feel like he'd be – I wouldn't trust him as a tight end week to week, but as a backup tight end on your roster, you, have, you might have to play some weeks depending on the matchup. Uh, I like I, – I do like be this year. So my number 12 was Logan Thomas, and it was really – it was for the reasons you mentioned. Maybe I'm a little bit lower on him than consensus or even like your list, but – uh, it just, and I know what you're saying, like last year was like crazy impressive what he did with bad quarterback play and Fitzpatrick is an upgrade. Uh, no doubt. Like I have Fitzpatrick as a top 15 quarterback, so I wouldn't be for fantasy. So I wouldn't be saying that if I didn't believe it, but, um, I just don't know. We've never seen it with Logan Thomas before and he's a little bit older and I don't think he's gonna be bad. I'm just saying like, I think we can maybe dial it down a little bit. Like there's a lot of different weapons over there, but Curtis Samuel now. So I feel like he, he's going to be fine. He's going to be a good player. I just don't know if he's – I feel like last year he finished in the top, like, six or seven tight ends. So I feel like he might drop off a little bit from where he did last year. Fair enough, fair enough. And for my 12 and 13, I have Troutman and then Gusecki, like, consecutively. So we weren't, like, too far off of each other. So you are buying into the Troutman hype a little bit. I've seen a couple I could, of – I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it. A couple of lists don't have him uh, ranked at all, Troutman. For the top 15, at least, I was looking You know what it is? Like, outside of Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, he's like the next – he should be the next guy up. Yeah, like what, what do you work – unless you just want to run, you know, Taysom Hill some I – don't, I don't even know what to do at that point. Like, you have no other option to throw. You have, like, Traquan Smith and, like, a few like, – Yeah, I guess, but everyone's been waiting yeah. on Traquan Smith to break out for years now, and he still hasn't done anything. Yeah, fantasy-wise, Shotman should be the clear, I think, number three. Maybe even number two, because like Kamara, I know some people, whatever you want to count as weapon or running back, whatever. Um, so 14 and 15 are probably the hardest for me to rank out of all the tight ends, because do I base this off like floor or do I want to go off like potential? So I kind of did both. So four, I put Jared Cook. 
And this is strictly because he's playing with Justin Herbert. I know he's a little bit older, so I have to drop him down the rankings coming off. Not, not a good year with the saints. And um, yeah, I just feel like Herbert and the chargers have like a better offensive line now. Right. There, there won't be a ton of attention on cook with Keenan Allen, even the guy like Mike Williams will draw more attention than cook. And even like Austin Eckler. So like the chargers have enough where cook can just run up the seams like he usually does and, and be, and that's kind of Herbert's best um, throw in my opinion. He's just great with the, the, the seams, like in between traffic, he just launches it in there. So Herbert's not really scared to like, you know, throw it in tight coverage, throw it in tight windows. So I feel like that's going to benefit cook. Um, I just, I just didn't know where to put him on this list because he could finish higher, but um, I do like him with, with the chargers. For my 14, I had Johnny Smith. I kind of took in the same account. Like, all right, at this point, we're just looking for kind of upside and whoever I'm, I'm not really looking for floor at this point. I think floor kind of goes out the window after like seven or eight. Yeah. So I think Johnny Smith, you know, look, he, he showed a little bit of potential on the Titans last year. I think, you know, now that there's, I think they signed Hunter Henry as well down in uh, New England. Right. I think Hunter Henry is probably going to eat up a lot of the red zone targets, but Johnny Smith might be the downfield, like, you know, guy getting most of the receptions and passing yards. So if you're playing in like a PPR league, great. But if you're playing in like a standard league, I don't know how well he's going to be like a viable option every week. He could, he could, he could get some rushing opportunities too, John. Like, they, I don't like, I know they have Damian Harris down there, but that, that that's pretty good logic. I, I like John. I didn't have him on my list. I put him in like the sleeper category for me, like just missed out. Um, hmm, fair enough. 15 was super hard for me. At first, I put Eric Ebron because I, I just put a four. I was like, he's probably going to get, you know, charge, uh, Steelers going to be down and probably just get forced the ball. And um, last year, he did do okay. He did all right with Steelers and caught a couple touchdowns. But I just took him off the list because I just wanted to bank on um, upside. And so some players who I didn't mention who did finish in the top, uh, actually like five or ten last year, was Gronk because of Ode Howard's coming back uh, and Jimmy Graham. Can you believe Jimmy Graham finished like the I think the fourth best? No way. Yeah, it was all because of touch red zone touchdowns. Yeah, he's someone I didn't have this year. Um, I I didn't know where to. I, I almost put Gronk here too because like you know Brady and Gronk, but I feel like the, the Bucks will almost wait for Gronk. You know because OJ Howard's coming back, he still got Brady. I feel like they want to keep Gronk fresh, so he'll he'll get touchdowns of course, but he just won't be. Like last year, the opportunity presented itself when Howard got hurt. Gronk became like a fantasy relevant tight end, but the first couple of weeks he wasn't because he's only not only getting back in shape, but he just wasn't on the field for like passing opportunities. Um, so fifteen, uh, it's a toss up for me. Like it's a toss up between Irv Smith Jr. and Cole Clement. So and I even put Everett here, but I'm gonna face him out. I do like Everett for Seattle. Like Russell Wilson's better opportunity for him, but. Uh, I'm going to go Coco Met and uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should have taken Irv Smith or even Everett, but I feel like Jimmy Graham was being phased out in that offense by the end of the year, even by the midway point. And this is all like Komet for me is going to be like a weight, kind of a stash player. Like, Oh, by, you know, I'm, I'm hoping fields takes over by some point this year. I know that's not the plan, but maybe Dalton gets hurt. Maybe he just stinks and fields comes in like stuff can change overnight in the NFL. And um, I feel like Komet with the bears, especially the bears have a lot of question marks outside of um, Allen Robinson, right? The offense line is a little bit shaky. Um, the other weapons, I, I love Darnell Mooney, but you know, there's a lot of like up in the air questions. So Clement can be like 
a huge, huge, um, like just a target, a guy with a ton of opportunities. And I feel like he kind of will be, even with Dalton. Like Dalton's featured tight ends in the past with like Tyler Eifert years ago. Whenever he's had a decent tight end, he's thrown to. So uh, I'm going to put Cole Clement here. I feel like that, I feel like we've kind of seen the end of Jimmy Graham who kind of only come in for red zone opportunities. Maybe steals a few touchdowns, but I feel like Clement will be able to put up a decent year for, for tight end number 15. Kind of like my sleeper pick. So I was kind of going back and forth here as well. I was between Irv Smith, like you said. But I took the cop out. I went lazy. I was uh, I took Gronk. I, I couldn't ignore the stats from last year, dude. I know, like obviously OJ Howard wasn't there, but is there any chance OJ Howard could be tied in fifteen? He could be. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think him and Brady have like built up that kind of like connection. Yeah, that's fair. That's cool. Yeah. This- Irv Smith is just dealing with like he could be the third option or fourth after like but those top three guys are just so like heavily involved that it's gonna be tough for him to actually and I know Rudolph like in the in the last couple years is like obviously slowed down but he's still been a red zone target Irv Smith's a little bit undersized he kind of reminds me of like Janu but not as like good after like yak wise so he's kind of like a like a move tight end where it's like he's kind of like a uh big kind of receiver playing tight end, which, which is fine. It just like, I don't really trust him to score like six plus touchdowns or like, like you said, Gronk, if he's in the red zone, you just, you're going to throw it up one, you know, back shoulder one-on-one. So he'll have the opportunity there. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Really wanted to include Evan Ingram on this list, but I just could not find the space, dude. He drops everything. I was thinking to put him here too, because like, he has some really high end moments where like, you think this guy's a top five, top 10 tight end with like his, his yak ability is really good too. Like it's, it's up there with one of the, you know, one of the league's best. It just like drops um, even just, he just hasn't been consistent, which is crazy because the opportunity has been there for him the last couple of years with like, you know, a lackluster group of you know receivers and just stuff going down Dude, there. All drops. All drops. Yeah. I feel, I feel like even Galladay and some of these players are, are going to get the targets, like someone. So not that Ingram's going to be terrible. It's just like, how can you trust him week to week? Fair enough. All right. So I think that'll, that'll do it for this week's episode. Uh, this was a fun one. Clearly, uh, let us know what you guys think in the comments, who you agree with, whatever, disagree with. And uh, uh, I, I, even t- I, I didn't want to see some of your rankings, whoever you guys want to put, so. But uh, anyway, thank you guys for joining us and uh, we'll see you again like next week. See you guys next week.